is a tough tab. Yeah, that one was like really pushed down. He still hasn't got it. And there we go. There we go. A little delayed. We're pouring without him. There's cat hair. We wait for no On one. the microphone. Ooh, it's beer. Huh. Yeah, I was expecting this to be a much different color. Yeah, me too. That's what do we got here? Uh, already. So we're featuring an American beer today. Mmm. From our mother, from our motherland, my motherland. Oh, North Carolina. Sports. Yeah, North Carolina. Raleigh. North Carolina. Raleigh Brewing. Uh, this is the first squeeze, which is an American wheat ale with plunges. For some, oranges may conjure up images of the breakfast table and little juice glasses. <laughs> For us, we can't help but think of big old pine glasses, summer, and the first squeeze. I think Ooh. my favorite thing about this can is on the little write-up. It starts with, hey, y'all. Yeah. Hey, y'all. How American. Sharing our love of craft beer with the community, we love. So, uh, I'm yeah. getting a lot of apple. I do like the little... Is that an apple that's being squeezed by a belt? I don't know, but in the orange. smell of it, I'm getting a lot of apple. It's supposed to be an orange wheat ale. Well, wheat. they should make it orange, not red, because that is very confusing. Yeah. I mean, the border of the can has orange slices. Oh, on that it, smells so. like... How do you know those aren't grapefruit slices? I mean, also, that could be ruby red grapefruit, yeah. Are you getting apple when you smell it? I'm getting orange. A little bit of apple. Yeah. Odd. Um. Oh, I get orange when I taste it, though. That's for sure. Hmm. That's not bad. It's beer. Hmm. I'm not really sure how I feel about this. Yeah. Well, you know, it's beer. Folks, we're drinking beer. In case you haven't figured that out. That's what we do on this podcast. We yeah. talk about sports. We also drink beer. Yes. I don't want to shit on this. Shit away. But yeah. this is really open, this is an open opinion podcast. I feel like there's a lot missing from this. Uh, it's red on the can because it's blood oranges. Oh, uh, that makes more sense. Hey, now we bloody have, it's oranges. all coming together. I feel like it's a lager with like a hint of citrus notes to it. And like not mm. a ton of citrus. You have to I mean, really It is an American wheat ale. So it's like kind of American wheat ales are basically just hoppier or more citrusy wheat ales. Right. I'm getting no hop. Not I'm, one hop? Not one. <laughs> there is not a single There's no hop hippity and there's no hop. I think they're probably not... This one's probably not super hoppy because they just try to get all the citrus character from the blood oranges. I also don't believe for a second this is 6% alcohol. They added two pounds of blood <laughs> orange peels into every batch. Is my microphone working? Yeah, it is. We're I, good. I have no idea how many or how big their batches are. So two pounds could be a lot. Two pounds can also not be a lot. Yeah. So pretty vague but i don't know yeah. if it's the aftertaste of ketchup chips but i mean that's probably not helping this doesn't <laughs> ketchup and blood orange i've had three sips of this and it is getting worse see <laughs> i'm going the other way i actually quite like this i don't think it's like a world beater I'm no like go search it out but like i actually kind of like it it's one of those that like hmm. you can just crack drink and not really it's not complicated. No. You don't have it to is what it is. Crack drank. You get a little bit of flavor. You get a little bit of hop, I guess, somewhere in there. But it's also, bad. I feel like we should probably say this because I'm assuming most of our listeners are not from the States. Uh, Raleigh is Some in of them are. North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, yeah. We have, we have at least one listener in the States. 
I know that for a fact. And are they related to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. They listen to every episode. Good. They're actually going to try and well, IPA for the that first person. time in their life. Who is this? Uh, her name is Amy. She's basically my grandmother. Uh, she, yes. Basically? Yeah. She's basically my grandmother. Uh, she is going to try an IPA for the first time in her life because of an IPA we talked about on the podcast. Which one's that one? And which one did you uh, tell her to try? Was, I, I mean, she lives in the States, so I just told her to try a New England IPA because it's not going to be super bitter. It's going to be more fruity. Yeah, but what if she tries the wrong one? Yeah, just I mean, turned off a beer all, forever. You might just ruin almost Grandma Nick's <laughs> taste in beer. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. Hmm. That's a dangerous game you're playing. I feel yeah. like Grandma Nick, almost Grandma Nick, Hendrickson would Hendrickson. be the more appropriate. No, but it, I don't know. Her if name's she's on the not Hendrickson Nick. Her name is Amy. It's not Nick. Okay, almost Grandma Amy. <laughs> you need to wait for Nick to send you the right New England IPA. Yeah, IPA. or direct her to her local liquor store. Say, hey, Gam Gam. <laughs> FaceTime me while you're. Never called her Gam Gam. FaceTime me while you're in the liquor store, I must and I have will pick out a good beer for you. Where Nick turned into Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. Is no. that not what he refers to his grandma's? Gam Gam? I don't know. I refused to watch Why? that show. I watched one episode of that show. Oh, I, I watched maybe three and I could not take it. Oh my god, you guys are the worst. I don't know if I can take any of your opinions seriously anymore. Yeah, well, that's alright. I don't think most people take our opinions seriously. That's fair. You can't watch a show just for Kaylee Cuoco. I can and I will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's very nice looking, but the show was awful. Yeah, the show was great. Yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. Um, side note: Have you seen the flight attendant? Her new show? No. It's very good. Like, like actually very good. Didn't even know she had a new show. I don't. I don't accept anything from you anymore. Well. All right. Well, let's move on. In the in the in the in the list of sitcoms out there, Big Bang Theory's got to be near the bottom. It's average. I don't. I, I wouldn't say just like I watched. I watched like one full episode. I watched. A lot of the seasons. I didn't finish it. I kind of just lost track where we were there. I I assume it got much less funny as soon as they all started getting laid. No, started getting laid. No, I don't know if they did get laid. Well, I know because because I know that they all ended up getting married. In a jail. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think my favorite series to rewatch right now is New Girl. New Girl, solid. Very good show. Good, great show. Winnie the Bish. Winnie the Bish. Winnie the Bish. <laughs> um All of my sculping chutneys. <laughs> as far as beer news, I think we covered quite a bit of it last week. <laughs> Sharp left turn there. Sharp left. No I, I feel like yeah. we just... Out of this. <laughs> we needed to move out of We here. are done here. Uh, I think we covered a lot of the beer news last episode with all of the beer awards. Um, I do have two notes. They're both... Uh, Kind of playing off this since this is an American beer. I've got American beer news, Let's do it. Uh, but it doesn't have bigger impacts on like you know beer worldwide. So mm. it does apply eventually to both British Columbia and Canada. Um, Athletic Brewing. Have you guys heard of them? Yes. You probably have seen sponsored ads yeah. on Instagram and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Mm. So they're one of the biggest non-alcoholic beer producers in the, on the planet right now. Okay. Like independently owned that is. Uh, they just did a round of investing. Um, they got $75 million worth of new investors, which I, if I saw correctly, I think J.J. Watt was one of the people that threw some money in. That doesn't surprise me. 
Um, and a couple other celebrities here and there, a couple big names. They didn't really like name them. Yeah, name a lot of them because some probably didn't want to be named, and uh, they also just don't seem like the kind of company that like solely brand themselves off of celebrities invested because they probably have a lot. Hmm. Uh, but fifty million of that seventy-five million that they got an in investment was from Keurig Dr Pepper, uh, which is very interesting because because it's non-alcoholic, it can be sold in grocery stores and in places where Keurig and Dr Pepper. Okay, are so both sold. it's so like Keurig, Keurig the little Pepper. coffee pods. Yeah, company yeah. Keurig, like KDB or KT KDP rather. Keurig Dr Pepper is the same company. Well, I just learned something new yeah, today. Yeah. yeah. So they invested $50 million into the athletic uh, brewing company. And this is, in, in my opinion, and a lot of other opinions I've heard online uh, and through other podcasts like Brewbound, um, this is a huge move for athletic hmm. because more or less, they're, I think they're available in every single state now. And I think you can. they're eventually going to be available in Canada as well. I think they're working on uh, production deals with breweries up here in Canada. Okay. Um, this basically allows them the selling power of Dr. Pepper and Keurig. Like, they don't hmm. have to develop that all themselves. They can just get it from them. And they can right. literally sit next to each other. Like, their products can sit next to each other on a grocery store uh, shelf. And it's just, like, huge for them. So That's crazy. Yeah. Look for them hmm. to be, like, okay. controlling the non-alc sector for, you know, foreseeable future interesting uh, i have had a couple of their beers um non-alc beers and they're actually the best non-alc beer i've had by a, a long shot i've had some terrible non-alcoholic beers Ugh. i'm gonna take your word on that because yeah. i've never gone out and gotten even though he doesn't like big bang there beer. i mean as yeah, someone I, yes who produces uh beer for a living these kinds of things interest me <laughs> so uh i don't necessarily go and buy non-alc options like all that often uh, i have had a couple that were okay um and i've had a couple that were absolutely Shame. like dumpster fire like some like i bought a four pack of a non-alc like oduls uh i've never had their non-alc because i don't drink their beer oduls <laughs> is only non-alc oh is it yeah. okay oduls. did not know that well i've seen them before and I want nothing to do with their stuff. No, you do Good. not. Good. I had an, uh, I got a four-pack of a Nile IPA produced out of Quebec last year, and I won't name the company, but it was the worst thing I've ever tried in my entire life. I, I dry heaved when I tried it. Can you say Quebec again? Quebec? <laughs> he says it like an American. It's a Q-U. <laughs> no, it's Quebec. Eh, whatever. Quebec. I don't, I don't care. Q-U-E right? makes it K. Ugh, I don't like you guys. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, big big news for them. Big news for the non-alc sector. This is going to create a lot of growth there. Now, um, speaking on investors there real quick. Yeah. If anybody with deep, deep pockets wants to invest in us, yes. not just as a podcast, but for us to open a brewery, we are very open yep. to money. I like making beer and I like money. So, like, give us money so I can make beer. Yes. And Correct. we will sell it. Yeah. Uh, and talk about it on the hey, show. There you go. <laughs> uh, shameless self plugs, constantly. Give us money. Uh, the second piece of news that I have is Montauk Brewing, which is in the Northeast, I believe. It's Montauk. somewhere in uh, New York area. Uh, was acquired by Tilray Brands. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tilray Brands is the largest uh, cannabis company on earth hmm. in terms of total assets. I don't know that. Uh, I believe they're doing this because they're interested in when marijuana is eventually uh, legalized and decriminalized in the States. They're getting ahead of the game in terms <clears throat> of creating non-alcoholic beer and infusing it with uh, THC and CBD. Hmm. So. That I would like, be good. I like where their heads at. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, thing that a lot of people want to get into. I know Central City really want to get into that, but obviously, like there's a lot of red tape, red around tape that. around that kind of stuff. They they made the street legal brand. Uh, they're not out there specifically because they were trying to get into the THC gotcha. beer uh, sector. Yeah. Um, yeah, this could. It's not going to happen like tomorrow or anything but Tilray Brands uh, getting a hold of them and owning uh, Sweetwater Brewing which is if I'm not incorrect 19th, the 19th biggest brewery in the states right now hmm. uh, is basically their way of saying whenever this happens 19th. 19th biggest brewery in the states is bigger than any brewery in Canada for your reference in terms yes. of total production yeah. volume. Yes. Sweetwater by the way also was one of the breweries that got me into beer like their beer is fantastic what was, what was the first beer? From Sweetwater? Yeah. They're 420 Pale Ale. So they they do a lot of uh, beers, and I think this is why Tilray and them got into partnership with each other. They do, they do a lot of beers. They're, like, inspired by uh, strains of cannabis. Interesting. So they try to okay. get, like, the flavors and stuff like that. Because cannabis and hops, for those who don't know, are, like, cousins. They're very similar in a lot of ways, and a lot of the compounds in cannabis... That give it a lot of the flavor and aroma that it has are the same exact same compounds that hops have. Hmm. Can so your family that is back in the states ship us out some of this good stuff? I mean, you can go over the border. Oh, that's too far. And then you can go to a store called Bevmo, and it has a lot of sweet water stuff. I don't know if you know this, but I'm of the color. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a problem in America. Yes. I might be going into uh, Bellingham next weekend. Yeah, so go to Bevmo. B E V M O. Oh, I know it's right by this coffee place that is so delish. Coffee place is this? Uh, Woods. Woods. Woods Coffee. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Are I, you going with your wife? Yes. Does your wife actually want to go? To the Are states? You, yeah. Getting a does desk. she? Does she? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> This um, is an inside joke, folks. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, we're not going to get it. She just wants, she literally just wants to go to go to that coffee place because they have good seasonal coffee. And she wants to go to Trader Joe's to get what some, if, like. Yeah. Hear me out. She stays back. <laughs> you and I go and we tell her how delicious the coffee is. Does she listen to this podcast? No. Probably. No, okay. <laughs> I was going to. I'm going to go ahead and thank Chelsea things for all of you. She, she supports me in all the things I do, but the, my, my my podcasting is not one of them. Yeah, fair. Yeah, which whatever, I don't care. Yeah. Alex says she listens to this. I don't know if I believe her. The numbers say that she doesn't. I'm gonna call her out right now and say I don't think Alex is listening, and then I'm gonna wait for her to either say, "Hey, I heard you say that," or not say it, and then I know she doesn't listen. Uh, I this know. Is a that's trap. Nice. That's I know nice. trap right now. Oh, does not. Yeah. She doesn't even lie to me about it. She's like. I mean, she she listens to us enough. She does. So. She does. Whatever. All right. Well, 
I have beer news stuff. if you're moving, if you're done uh, with yeah, that those, story. Those are just the, basically the two main things. Cannabis and beer, and not alcohol beer, because there's never going to be cannabis and alcoholic beer in North America. Like, it's just not going to happen. Not even in not, BC? Not in our lifetime, at least. No, absolutely not in BC. There's way too much red tape here in terms of alcohol production and cannabis. Is that something that I can bring across the border legally? Uh, no, probably not. Mm. There, that, there goes that idea. Well, that's the, why I'm the, saying the sweet wine Chelsea ones are, don't have THC in them. They're inspired by TH, uh, by cannabis strains. Oh, so that's so they're different. Getting, they're yeah. getting like compounds that are the same in hops. They're using those hops mm. to replicate specific uh, cannabis strains, which I think is a cool idea. Oh, yep. If you're you're passionate about that stuff, like, I <laughs> folks, I don't think he likes his beer. I don't like it at all. Well, this might get one yeasty out of ten. One yeasty. Damn, just one. Mm. All right, well. Hit us with your news. Give me the beer news. I have news. Uh, this was published on November 8th on the uh, news website. Vancouver is awesome. Uh, apparently, they use him by name, so I'm just going to call him up by name. Hops grower Alexander William Bridges misappropriated about $500,000 worth of investors' money. So apparently, BC Securities um, uh, allegedly, allegedly. I, we should say that word uh, heavily, allegedly. Um, Before you go on, please, please, in your heads, <laughs> use the gif of Letter Kenny where he says allegedly. 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 Go on. Okay. We're painting you a picture. Um, they, <clears throat> the, the BC Securities Commission, BCSC, as it'll be known in this article, um, accused Alexander William Privilege, uh, Br William Bridges, and his company Fraser Valley Hop Farms, for committing fraud against 18 investors who invested over 1.8 million dollars for a hops farm. The company purported to be in development. However, the commission claims that Bridges and his company used at least $500,000 of those funds on, un, on expenses unrelated to the farm and illegally distributed securities to 13 investors. Um, so essentially, the, the allegations have not yet been proven, but this, this uh, Alexander William Bridges has until December 7th to appear at the BCSC office and make a statement and or claim. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, and that's I, happening I right in, the, in our province here. So I hadn't heard of this. I don't really heavily follow BC hop growing. Um, it's one area of the beer industry in BC that hasn't really taken off. Uh, there are a couple really good hop farms in terms of like some of their products like Myrtle Meadows and Pemberton has like a fantastic lot of Chinook hops. Uh, but aside from that, like Bradenhoff. Mm. This is actually, ironically enough, not the first time there's been a hop farm in BC that has misappropriated money and gotten in trouble with doing very shady things around uh, money from investors. I'm hmm. trying to remember. Give me one second here, folks, while I look this up. I believe. Unlike them, if people invest yeah. in us, we will tell you where your money is going. It's going to beer in our mouths. Yes. Yes. We will not misappropriate that money. It'll be appropriated appropriately. Yes. In our mouth. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They're, mouth meat. I'm not going to throw this guy's name out there because I don't know what kind of legalities it has behind it. And 
is a local hop farmer or was. Uh, but there was someone else that was running a hop farm that is no, obviously no longer exists. And he was doing some super shady things. Like he was getting hops that were different varietals, packaging them as ones that were like the hot new thing and then selling them for upcharging or like upcharging oh, them and so then mis- misappropriating mm. money and stuff like that uh, here in BC. So unfortunately, like these things keep happening in BC for the hop growing and it creates a distrust from brewers to the hop industry here. So it's kind of stunting the growth of it here, which is unfortunate. Very. That's so, I don't, I don't like that yeah. at all. That's shitty. There's wankers everywhere, folks. There is. There's two in this room, and one of them is you. Not me. (laughs) Sports? Sports. Sports it is. Shall we recap what was week nine in the NFL? Yeah, let's go NFL first. I have a a quick hockey thing to go over, and then then we're going to finish off the episode with some World Cup of... Football. It's called the World Cup of Soccer. That's what it is called. Yeah, I mean... So it is soccer. The World Cup of Soccer. I guess it depends on where you're getting the name from, right? North America. From North America. Now well, right? I'm I'm on FIFA's website, and it's called the World Cup of Soccer 2022. Yes. So. All right. So the Thursday nighter was riveting, this is week nine, folks. Riveting game of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Houston Texans. Do we really um, need to talk about what happened? Yeah. The first half, I feel like the Eagles really took the Texans lightly, and they went into the half tied. And then yeah. they're like, you know what? That honestly didn't, didn't even surprise me that much. It did a little bit. To Everyone me. plays down. To they the- do, but I was like, the Eagles are su- supposed to be so far and away the best team in NFL right now that like even them playing down, I would never have pictured them being tied with Daddy Long, Daddy Long, Daddy Long <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, the <laughs> Eagles ended up winning 29-17. They were neck and neck, if you will. <laughs> hey If they were neck and neck, Daddy Longneck wins. <laughs> um, yeah, every day. Yeah. <laughs> Leads us to Sunday. And so the, for the first game we're going to touch on. Yeah. Are we starting with both my team, both my guys, or what? Uh, we're going to touch on the Vikings and the Commies. So if you. That's the first game you go with. So eh? there is a. Well, it's because it's highlighted, so it's obviously uh, on the top of my list. Oh, yeah. If you were to watch a game. At my house. Yes. With the Vikings involved. Yes. It stresses you out. I'm going to tell you this right now. There is a reason why I watch these games alone. There was pacing. There was swearing. There was throwing things across the room. Sounds like me oh. last year when the Chargers lost the Raiders. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, <laughs> like, call the timeout, maybe. Yeah. So much so that Alana <laughs> leaves the house not watch games with me because I stress that's a good wife she knows um, what's up I don't know why the Vikings play down and I know that the commies have a good defense maybe they're just not that good I just are. don't think they're that good of a 7-1 team uh, the biggest takeaway for me was TJ Hawkinson is going to open up this offense so much there were plays where the coverage went towards JJ leaving TJ Hawkinson wide open for like a 15 to 20 yard gain. And it happened consistently. And on the touchdown that led to Dalvin Cook, the defender that was supposed to go double coverage on Cook peeled off and went on to TJ, leaving Cook on a one on one that he eventually. Won. 12 yards to the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, this is going to... And, and that was week one of TJ. The more he gets integrated into this offense, the scary I think it'll be. And I know that Mr. Cousins is not primetime ready. Sorry, it's Kirk Thuggins. Kirk, it's Kirko. Kirko Bangs, I think they're calling him. <laughs> Kirko Bangs. In, in the locker room. Um, I know that he's not Mr. Primetime. But fuck, he has been solid this, this season. Has there ever been a more white player in the NFL? I don't think so. No. I mean... Tom Brady was a close second. Jared, but Jared, I think Jared Goff is in there as well. He might be. But Jared Goff's pretty white. Yeah. But I think Kirk Cousins takes the cake. I um, As much as I shit on Kirk Cousins, even as a fan of the team, he has been solid. When we've needed him to make big plays, he's made the big plays, yeah. and he's found the right players. Um, We've only lost one game, and I know that a lot of people think that they've kind of lucked into their 7-1 and record. But I feel like lucking into seven wins in the NFL isn't exactly easy to do. No. I mean, the Giants have lucked into six. I don't think the Giants are a joke, though. Like, I think the Giants might be legit. That defense is good. The defense is very good. And if you have a good defense, it keeps you in games. And you just need to make the right plays. Play like this. And if he stays healthy. Over an entire season. Exactly. If he stays healthy, that's your X factor right there. Yeah, you can't stop him. Um... Panthers and Bengals. Why did you move to that? I don't want to talk. It's it's just my next game (laughs) on the list. Panthers and Bengals. Mr. Joe Mixon. I mean, have yourself a game. He's the only person we need to talk about. Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe. He had four on the ground and one through the air. Yeah. That's a total of five, folks. Four plus one is five. Good lord. Uh, he won me single-handedly a match, so that's thank you, Joe. Um, do He's y'all know? I have uh, some. We're drinking Southern beer, so now we have to say y'all. Yeah, I mean, I say y'all anyway because it's more gender inclusive. Get with it. He is woke. Um, I have some trivia for you. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, where? Is it, though? No. You tell me. I just had the freaking link up. Just in regards to the this specific five, game? Five touchdowns? Yes. Ladainian told me. <laughs> Good guess, whatever the question is. <laughs> yeah. uh, not a bad guess. Um, okay, here it is. Sorry. Uh, so Joe Mixon with five touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. There has been, um, he, it went fifth in top five, I will stress PPR, Yes. top five PPR fantasy games of all time. Of all time. It was number five. Can you name one, two, three, and four? Do we have to guess the exact game or just who had it? Who, Who had it and a relative guess of i would say jonathan taylor how many points jonathan taylor is going to be in the top four because there was not one, one game either last year or the year before we had five rushing touchdowns didn't he uh jonathan taylor not even top 10 wow interesting okay i guess he wasn't really getting any passes to him he's just all rushing touchdowns pretty much i want to say Devontae adams uh joe, joe mixon had 53.1 ppr points for Reference. Javante Adams. 
Devontae Adams. Including quarterback. Is this every position? This is every position since oh. in top five fantasy points. It dates back to 1979. Ty- Tyreek Hill had one this year where he had not even top 10. 49, 48. Not even top 10. It doesn't make him top 10, 48. Nope. That's wild. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Huh. Are there any more from this year? I'm going to guess no. No, he is by far the not by far the highest of this year. Uh, Tyreek Hill is in the top 10, not from this year. Okay. Got it. Huh. And you just tell us. Yes. I, Do you I want to know all, all five or just yeah, all no, 10? Because no, no. all 10 is interesting. Let's start from number 10. I'll do it quickly. Sean Alexander in 2002. Okay. 231 scrimmage yards, three receptions, five touchdowns. Good game. Number nine, uh, we have to bring this up because this was against the Vikings. Alvin Kamara. Oh, yeah. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Uh, 172 scrimmage yards, three receptions, six six touchdowns. touchdowns. Uh, Number eight, Clinton Portis with the Broncos in 2003. 254 scrimmage yards, two receptions, five touchdowns. I'm not surprised by that name. I am surprised that it was with the Broncos. No kidding. Uh, Number seven, Tyreek Hill with the Chiefs in 2020. 269 receiving yards, 13 receptions, three touchdowns. Yeah. I knew he would be top 10. I just assumed it would be one of the games he had this year. Uh, Number six, Jamal Charles with the Chiefs, 2013. 215 Yards from scrimmage, eight receptions, five touchdowns. Number five, the aforementioned Joe Mixon. Number four, Jerry Butler with the Bills in 1979. Ten catches for 267 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Number three, Jimmy Smith with the Jaguars in 2000. Fifteen catches for 291 yards and three touchdowns. And the top two, to the surprise of no one, is both Jerry Rice. Uh, number two in 1995 with 14 catches for 289 and three touchdowns. And in 1990 against, it doesn't say who it's against, but in 1990 with the Niners, 13 catches, 225 yards and five touchdowns. But just the, the, the fact that Joe Mixon just had a top five fantasy PPR game of all time is is insane. I mean, he's a good running back. He's been consistent. League, not league winner. Sorry, week winner. Week winner for sure. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Here is one that really caught, I think, everyone by surprise. The New York Jets. Yes. Beat the Buffalo Bills. Why do you keep going to the ones I don't want to go to? I'm just going in order of I mean, what's this in is my one sport. of my two surprises. Of Are the, the Patriots week, that so. far down your list? I don't know. No, they're the next one. Do we have to talk about the Patriots? Yes. Um, boring. The Jets, I don't know what to make of them. Their offense isn't great. I don't either. They also, just the week before, lost to the Patriots, and then they beat the Bills. So, yeah. They, Figure that one they out. They don't have Brace Hall. They don't have Brace Hall. They're going with the James Robinson-Michael Carter duo. Um, Elijah Moore's getting no targets. Garrett Wilson's a really good uh, wide receiver that's up and coming. Um, if they can get someone better than the Milf Hunter... At quarterback? I'm sorry, they, what? They could be good. Do you not know about Zach Wilson in the middle hunting? I am very confused by the statement right now. Over, under, let's call it six months. 
Zach Wilson yes. sleeps with Giselle Bunchen. Oh, okay. Under. <laughs> Under six so, months from now. I still don't understand what's going on right now, folks. <laughs> I rip, am completely... Where do, we, where do we start? A report came out, I, was, I believe it was before the season started. It was approximately 69 days ago. That Zach Wilson <laughs> had broken up with his... I hate this. ...partner. Either, either via cheating or like... I don't know what the case may have been. I think it was, it was cheating. It was because he slept with his best friend's mom. <laughs> Oof. His best friend's mom, mm-hmm. eh? Mm-hmm. Huh. Title um, of your sex tape. And I believe there's just a few other stories of him just like into the older women. Cougar hunting. He's a cougar hunter. He's a milf hunter. All right, well. Yep. You know what? To each their own. Um, trying to move on from this. But still, at, to your point of, oh, I don't know what the Jets are and why are they so good? I mean, I wouldn't say so good. Well, I mean, their I mean, defense yeah, is good. Their their offense is interesting to me. Their offense is interesting. Um, here is an interesting set that I came across that I wanted to bring up when we talked about the Jets because I think this is outstanding. Sauce Gardner, uh, rookie cornerback. Yep. Um, try this one on for size. This could fall into their six and two record. Sauce Gardner this year, uh, through their first uh, eight games, has covered Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Stephon Diggs, and Gabe Davis. Uh, of all of those receivers combined. When Sauce Gardner is covering them in eight games, four catches for 28 yards. So that one's an interesting one to me. That's a rookie of the year. Can you, like, sorry, huh? (laughs) See, that one's tough to me because that doesn't even make logical sense to me. No, it doesn't. On on the first play, in the first play of that game, the Bills and the Jets, Stephon Diggs burns them for like the first big play of the game. And then all of a sudden, lights out. I don't think Diggs did very much after that. I believe one, one of us, us, it wasn't me, it might have been you, called him for Defensive Rookie yeah, of the Year. I think, I, think, I think it was Adolfo. Yeah. That's looking like a pretty good pick right now. I went based on the name, man. Like, that kid's... I mean, sauce. it's one of the best... <laughs> you yeah. cover things in Besides sauce. the guy in college whose last name is Titsworth. <laughs> defensive Rookie of the Year, I picked Aiden Hutchison. I don't even Not remember. I don't even remember who I picked. I don't think he picked anyone. My offensive rookie of the year is Brees Hall. That's not happening. Well, not it, he not was well on his way. My comeback player of he the was, year is also definitely not happening. No, we we yeah, we've been over this. James Winston. Um, my comeback player of the year is looking real good until I forgot about someone else. My my comeback player of the pick was Christian McCaffrey, looking really good, but Brian Robinson is probably yeah, you get shot in it. the leg and you do that. I don't know. Did we? Did anyone choose gunshot wound to be comeback player of the, way, of the year? Don't no. think so. I did not. I don't I think. Picked, he, I don't I think James Winston. I don't think he'd been shot at that point. Freaking Andy Dalton, the Red Rock. Yeah, maybe we didn't know back. Yeah, then. I don't think he'd been shot at that point, so he couldn't have been. Uh, who did I player. pick for offense or defensive rookie of the year? I don't know. While you figure that out, we're gonna move on. Trayvon to the, Walker. Trayvon Walker, first first overall. 
Okay. Also, my head coach of the year is also looking like a good pick. Sirianni? Yep. Yeah. Um, the Indianapolis Colts got spanked by the New England Patriots. And this, my friends, is before Jeff Saturday was named as their new head coach. What an interesting If choice. you've never heard of Jeff Saturday, it's because no one has. He is a former... <coughs> Excuse me. He was a center. Former, who, who pays attention to centers? I don't know if he was a center, but I know offensive he was a lineman? offensive lineman. <laughs> like um, I know that the Patriots have Dave Andrews, who's one of their best centers they've ever had, but that's yeah. because I'm a Patriots he, fan. So Jeff Saturday that, was really care. good during the Manning era. Yeah, he was an All Pro for a while there. Fantastic. Now I don't, I don't want to take that away from him, but this man's coaching experience goes as far as high school football, where he has a losing record. And now you are taking a franchise. That's hard yeah, in that's, high school. That, that is something I did not know about this. You are giving a franchise to a coach. I, I don't even want to call him a coach. A guy who has played football and coached high school and not done well. And this is who you're trusting your franchise with for the next few years. I mean, by that logic, any three of us could be the head coach of the Colts. I have a winning record in high school rugby. I'm going to go coach the fucking Kiwis right now. I have a hey, winning record in... I might be eligible. I have a winning record in franchise mode in Madden there, right now. You have a better You're record than by. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what's insane to me. And, like, yeah. I listened to another podcast called The Fantasy Footballers. And Mike Wright went... Shout out those guys. Went absolutely ham on this decision. Sponsor because it us. is... It is kind of an asinine choice. Well, yes. You have coaches... On your offensive side, defensive side, who have all coached a head, uh, a head coached a team in the NFL, and you're like, no, 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 hold on, Jeff Saturday. I I have a question for you, and you, and the, the entire Colts <laughs> organization and the world. Sean, Sean Kilby did, yeah, specifically Sean Kilby. Did no one in the Colts organization think, hey? Let's give Peyton Manning a call. So, I think they yeah. they've tried. I think they've contacted Peyton. Or is he too? Is he making too much money having too I don't much think, fun on Monday night with his I think, brother? I think that. See, I think he's better suited for something like that. I just don't think he wants to do it. Like, yeah. I think that is a daily grind that I think he's been trying to get away from since I, retiring. I f- true, he would be a good option. He would be a fantastic option. Like he I was, think. he's he was. He's clearly one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. But and, it would it would put like you in the same so situation that Jeff too. Saturday's in right now. A guy who has never coached in the NFL. Granted, one of the best in the NFL. Not the best, but he's been arguably a top ten quarterback of all time. You know, but, but you, you look, look at things like, like you look at people like Mike Vrabel. He's had a pretty successful coaching career and he had never coached and was a linebacker but had he not coached different positions in the past i don't think so i will say this and this is something that a lot of people don't typically think about when they think about football but centers are typically the leader of your offensive line and they are almost certainly the person that's reading the defense and making different offensive line shifts in terms of what they see coming at them. Hmm. See, I thought that was the quarterback that did most of that. I think it's both. I think they both. Quarterback and center are basically the two people that run the offense. I just, I'm having a really hard time. Centers just don't get the accolades because offensive linemen. I think that is a little bit different. In terms of his football IQ, I guarantee you his football IQ. Oh, I guarantee you he's smart. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as coming up with an offensive scheme and an offensive, like, 
playbook. I don't know that he has that in him. Now, I could be extremely wrong, and he has gone as far as saying, hey, after eight games, I could fucking suck. And at that point, I'm going to say, you know what? Thank you. I tried. Yeah. This isn't for me. So, like, I appreciate that he's kind of self-aware enough that he's like... He's hired as the interim, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. So this is like a test period. It, their, their season is, is already over. I guess. So, like, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not a playoff team. Unless Jonathan Taylor somehow turns into old Jonathan Taylor. For the love of God, please. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think... So I can win this trade. I think they were... And, again, this is my opinion. It might be going back to to our preview of the NFL season. When you put all your eggs in Matt Ryan's basket, who, for the last few seasons in Atlanta, looked like there was nothing left, and you're like, hey... This old man might be better than Carson Wentz. And you trade for him. And you're like... Yeah, that was just like... This bad, isn't it. That's a bad decision. This is not it. Period. Like, like at this point, point, they need to... I mean, they've given the reins to Sam Ellinger. Get I don't a think, good quarterback. I don't think Sam Ellinger is the future. So I think the part of this whole debacle that they're going through is that they're going to try and tank and get one of the top quarterbacks. Which is the year to do it. Which is Which is the year to do it, for sure. But it's just it's like it's such a slap in the face to everyone in that organization right now. Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna move on because they're, they're not good. It's no. it it's a bit infuriating. I wonder how Sean feels about it. Um, the next I game I have here, frustrated or frustrated at the very least. The next game I have. The only last thing I wanted to bring up is that I think with this game wasn't necessarily an indication of the Patriots being that much better. It was just the Colts being that bad. Yes. Which seems to happen a lot this year to the Patriots. Yeah. On but hey. They're very high and cold. On one game out of, out of a playoff spot. I will take that. This week. Behind the Chargers, by the way. The Colts have put Shaq Leonard on IR. Ooh. So the hits keep on coming for the Colts. Anyways, we're moving on to another depressing matchup. One that I think we both saw, the three of us saw going a completely different way. At the beginning of the season. The Raiders and the Jaguars. <laughs> what the hell is going on with the Raiders? What is... Like, like what are they? Are they're they, nothing. Are they good or are they terrible? Because no, sometimes bad. they look really good. And then they have games like this and it's like, what? Because on paper, on? they're better than they were last year. Yes. Should be. They've yes. got Devontae Adams. I know what the X and, factor and is. Jacobs has been like... More or less, very good this year. He's playing for a contract and he's playing well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it comes to a point where we're all just going to have to accept Josh McDaniel is not a head coach. Exactly my point. Yeah. I think he's, he's a great offensive coordinator. He yes. has tried, I think this is his third stint as head coach. Yes, because he, he was with the Broncos and then he had one more, right? He either had one more or like got hired as the coach of the he Colts did. and then turned it and down. And then he turned it down. He did agree to go and then back like, to his New England. Going back. This is in my jail. Um, there's been like, yeah, there's been uh, many tries now, I would say, for Josh McDaniels under the wing of Bill Belichick, which. It's just it's not working. No, he's clearly just not a, a good head coach. Like, he is stick a to what you know. Fantastic offensive coordinator. I give yeah. him that. And maybe he should. That be might that be it. for the Raiders. That and might be it. Yeah, I agree. They should hire. It is crazy. Like, I don't anyone think, that's not John. I don't Rudin. think Derek Carr is as bad as he's been made out to be. 
I don't think, I think he's great. I think he's like an upper end game manager. Is basically what he is. I don't think he's gonna win you a Super Bowl. He's no. not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. No, he's not no. even a quarterback that's gonna win you that division with how that division's set up right now. No, he is what so, I would call the wish version. Yeah. of Kirk Cousins. Pretty much, I, mean, I don't disagree with Kirk that. Cousins. Hasn't proved that he can win any playoff games either yet. So no, he has not. <laughs> But I still think Derek Carr is the wish version of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is an excellent game manager. You could you could argue though that Derek Carr has uh, <coughs> weapons that are on par, lesser maybe not quite on par, but pretty close to weapons that Kirk Cousins has in Minnesota. I mean, when Darren Waller is healthy, I think he has better weapons. Yes, I think and Devontae Adams is is, is better than. JJ, right I think I think right Justin now Jefferson. they're equal. I think they're equal currently. And Josh Jacobs has proven this year that he I can think, run with the best of them. Yeah, he's not as much of a pass catcher as Cook, but I don't think they're that far apart. Like I think you could pretty much say that they're yeah. not like they're not a, a tier of, apart. Yeah, so I think it's a they're, of they're on who yeah. you like better. So, so is it defense? defense? Like what, what makes the difference, difference between a, a team that's won two games that has? Just as good, if not better, offensive weapons on paper than a team. I think it's coaching. Seven. I think it's coaching as well. I think it's I don't, coaching. Their defense hasn't been that bad. No, I think no. like you have Max Crosby on your defensive yeah. end. Like you, you, you are set. Um, that man is terrifying, by the way. He scares the shit out of me. Like, he looks like he might kill you. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's coaching. Yeah, he has. <laughs> I one hundred percent think it's coaching, and I think Kevin O'Connell has built a offense around Kirk Cousins' skill set. And like if you watch it, he's he's Kirk Cousin has the deep ball. He knows he has JJ. He's got the mid route. He knows he's got Adam Thielen. And he knows he's got now TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. And his lifeline is forever gonna be Delvin Cook. If he's ever in trouble, he's gonna dump it off. And if Delvin can make yards, he's gonna make yards. If not, he's gonna get at least to the, the gain yard. How did this turn into more Vikings talk? Because um, they called him the wish version. It always does. Uh, and um, then, so for the next game. When, quickly, when that whole Twitter debacle happened and that fake report came out on a fake Adam Schefter account that Josh McDaniels was fired, yes. I believed it. I know he did. Yeah, I, was, I, I not only believed it like because it came from a quote-unquote verified account, but I believed it more so in the sense of like, oh yeah, this makes sense. They're two and six and he has been awful. Like. Kudos to whoever did that. Pretty um, much everyone fell for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah except so. for the one where they tweeted that Connor McDavid got traded to the That one was a lot less believable. So the next game I have here was Bucks? one that no, it's not the Bucks. Holy fuck. One of the wilder games of the, of, of last week. So we're talking about the Lions and Packers, right? The Dolphins and the Bears. <laughs> that was a wild game. Now a couple of or not a couple, one record was broken. The Bears I'm having a very difficult time figuring out what they are. Now, the more Justin Maybe Fields plays, the better <laughs> he looks. So, like, is he legit? Could he be legit? Who knows? I, I, I think he is. I think he's turned a corner and, like, you, you don't play this well this many weeks in a row. Yeah, something has clicked. And, like, for sure. not be legit. Like, it's not just a flash in the pan, in my opinion. No, I hope not. Like, I think he could be good. I think he could be next year's uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh-huh. Similar skill set. Or this year's Tua. He's been unbelievable. Tua has been very yeah. good. Tua turned the corner. You have well. Jalen Waddle and Terry Kill as your wide receivers. 
So and that's in one of my leagues. Just, I just, just dropped. dropped. I just dropped Justin Herbert for Tua. Oh yeah, right. oh, for Tua. Okay, yeah. okay. that makes sense. That's fine. My my two quarterbacks are now Tua and Justin Fields in one of my leagues, and I dropped course. Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. I think if you can give Justin Fields some legitimate options on the offensive side of the ball, he might be good. Sorry, he's good now. He has some good options, like. Montgomery and Herbert are yeah, two pretty like explosive backs that can catch. Darnell Mooney is good, and Cole Komet has some stuff to prove, but he's proven that he can be good. Chase Claypool now. Chase Claypool now. I mean, Nikhil Harry, he was a bust in New England. But. As a wide receiver also fits Justin Fields as a quarterback because they're both going for the big play. Mm-hmm. Like Chase Claypool has never been the kind of guy that's just like, I'm going to catch this ball for five, six yards. And get hit. He's, I'm going to run straight down the fucking field and catch catch this ball for 60 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Yeah, I wonder what would happen if Justin Fields had a... Downfield threat? Devontae Adams. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm very curious to see where... Like, the NFC North seems to be shifting now. A little bit, yeah. Um, what in the hell is this guy's name? I'm sorry, but I, I know he's Amon Ra's brother. How do you pronounce Equinemius. Equinemius. Okay, thank Equinemius. you. Yeah. I've never tried to pronounce it. I've just saw E here St. Brown. Equinemius St. Brown. Okay, cool. Um, the uh, Bears. Bears, their Bears. next four weeks, in my opinion, are four winnable games. And oh, yeah. I they, they could they, they could potentially push into a wild card spot, potentially. Their next four games, Lions, Falcons... Jets because that's up in the air yeah. as to who they are, and then the Packers. I hope they beat the Packers. The interesting one of those games, I think, is going to be. And then they finish off the year with Eagles, Bills, Lions again, and Vikings. Yeah. The like, interesting one of the next four games for them is going to be the Lions and the Bears because both those teams oh cannot play defense to save their lives. No, they can't. So it's just going to be an all-out offensive battle, and it's going to come down to who might make one stop. I will say the Lions, who can't play defense to save their life, yep. only gave up nine points against the Packers. Aaron mm, Rodgers. That leads me that's into the next game. That's a boy howdy. New, so that leads us to the next game, folks. That's the Detroit Lions beating So Aaron Rodgers Green is washed Bay. up, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, my, my only question about this game, game is when do you move to Jordan Love? If they lose this week... I think it's you love get a, season. You get, they've already, they've already lost five in a row. I know, but I think what if they have to change something up, I think if point. they lose this week, they're going to love love season. It's Valentine's Day over in Green Bay, and they, they play the Cowboys, and they're not winning that game. No, yeah, no um, they're not. I'd be surprised if they do. Actually, I mean, it is a Lambo. So but... I will generally watch a game on my main screen, and I'll have Red Zone on my laptop. Every time I yeah, look over to Red me Zone, to not be able to watch the zone sometimes. <laughs> no, because I've I've moved on to TSN now offers Red Zone for free online. Oh, good on you, TSN. Um. Anyways, so it right. it led me to I'm watching the game on the TV, and all of a sudden it goes to Green Bay in the red zone. I'm like, cool. Someone's gonna score. Picked off. Aaron Rodgers gets picked off in the red zone. I'm sure Shit. he probably tried to blame his wide receivers oh, for probably. not running the right route as well. Probably. Anyways, yeah. so I watch it and I'm like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Keep watching, keep watching. Red zone again. Green Bay in the red zone. Picked off. And I was like, why are they showing replays? He got picked off in the red zone three fucking times. Yeah. 
Are you kidding? One of them was a beautiful one by Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, for context, in his, not last year, but his 2020 MVP year, uh, Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns all, or four interceptions all season. Through, through three. And through three game. in the last game. In the red zone. Like that was like, like a year removed. Handed off to Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon for the love of God. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, there's something going on in Green Bay right now where it's like we're either trying to absolutely sabotage Aaron Rodgers or we're this fucking bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't look at that roster and think they're like world beaters, five games in a row losing team. But they're also not like. To me, at least, they're not like the greatest team ever. No. I didn't think I didn't think the NFC North was going to amount to much this year. To be quite honest, I didn't have any faith in Justin Fields. I didn't think that Cousins could really do anything with the Vikings. I thought everyone like the top three teams were going to be right around five hundred, and then the Lions were going to be bad, obviously. But it's been an interesting division, and I think that the Packers have. I think the Packers they've have become the to, worst team in in the NFC North. Yeah, they've hung on to Aaron Rodgers for too long, and they haven't built anything around him. No, and what you I, don't do so anything in the trade line. Like, what we I talked think, about this on one. What of I think episodes, they've done episodes. is that they've bet the house on Aaron Rodgers alone. And what I mean by that is that they're like, you know what? He's good enough to turn anyone into a legit receiver in the NFL. But that's not the case. Like he has, he might have been at one point. At one point, not yes, now. not 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 anymore. No. Like, Romeo Dubs, good enough to be in your lineup. Yep. Not for the next six weeks, he ain't. Not for the next six weeks. Alan Lazard might be a band-aid. Six weeks. Alan Lazard and Christian Watson are both band-aids. Yes. Like... And old. Well, Christian Watson is... Oh, sorry. I thought you said... um, Randall Watkins. No. Watkins also is... Watkins might be their best receiver right now. He is their best. Like, what is is happening right now? That's it. Terrible thing. And Watkins, Watkins would be a number three on yeah. most. Yeah, it's every insane. Other that. Um, He's actually one of those wide receivers that I'm kind of surprised is still even in the NFL. It's because there's got to be some practice squad guys out there that are better. The thing is, he's good enough to make a couple of games where he's like, "Here's why I'm in the NFL," and he's like, "All right, now I'm going to slither back into like non-existence." Yeah, exactly. Um, we spent too much time on, on the Packers. Yes. They Next suck. game, move on. Chargers. Forbes pick a different team. Defeat the Falcons. Barely. Yeah. By three. Um, what an ugly game. Mr. Chargers. Most what of their games have been ugly. Uh, I mean, something I've touched on a couple times already this season and I will continue to say is I think how the injury to his ribs was handled uh, by Probably. his, uh, Herbert, uh, it, like that's that's stupid way to handle it. The medical team is asking him not to go on the field, basically begging him to not play, to sit out a few weeks. He goes and plays anyways. And since then, Herbert has not looked like himself. No. Like, he had this, like, he was flying off into this astronomical level of, like, God-tier football through his, his career so far. And then this year, he's looked human. He's looked like, he's basically looked like an average game manager quarterback. Yeah. He's missing throws that are, like, mid-range or, like, checkdowns that, like, otherwise would have been absolute bullets to receivers. Yeah. It also doesn't help that Keenan Allen hasn't been around, I, and then Mike Williams is now injured. Yeah, it isn't. Gerald Everett has been, held. like, wildly inconsistent. Yeah. And then Eckler started the year bad. He's been good since then for the most part. Yeah, I it's think... It's just... It, it's a weird situation. It's not like anyone is necessarily 
like consistently bad. It's just everyone kind of lines up to play poorly against teams like the Falcons. Like, yeah. This this should have been an absolute blowout. And if you look at these teams on paper, completely like, different teams. The yeah, Chargers should beat them like handily. Yeah. But with the way it's going right now, like I still think they're a playoff team. I still think they're going to uh, work their way into the playoffs, but it's not going to be pretty. I think if they can sneak into the playoffs, get healthy in the playoffs, they might be that team that you're like, yeah. If Herbert, watch out. if Herbert can get healthy at any point this season, which I have my doubts he's going to, I think it's a whole team. Like if if yeah. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and <laughs> Herbert all get healthy at the same time, come playoffs. Have they already had their sure. bye week? Yeah, yeah. The I don't think they're even going to get to the playoffs. To be honest, at this point. That whole, like, it's tough to say. I mean, the two teams below them in the division are not going to beat them. The Raiders are not good. No, no, no but I'm looking at the teams that are behind the them in the wild card spot, and just looking at the Chargers. I'm not trying to be a homer, but the Patriots are the Patriots are right there at five and four, and the Bengals are also right there at five and four. The Bengals are a better team than the Patriots. I would argue the Bengals are a better team right now than the Chargers. With the way they've been playing, yes. And looking at the Chargers' like remaining schedule, like they just barely beat the Falcons. The 49ers have a great defense. The Chiefs don't have a great defense, but that could turn into a shootout. And Mahomes is Mahomes is going to beat you in a shootout. Yeah. The Cardinals, the Cardinals is a toss-up. The, the Cardinals are garbage. Yeah, I the think Cardinals. they'll beat the Cardinals. Beat the and Raiders. the Raiders is a must-win game. Yeah. yeah. And then they have the Dolphins, the Titans, which could both be... I think they'll split those games. Yeah. They have the Colts, they'll win. I think they lose both the those Rams games. The Rams I think they have the ability to win both. But... And then the Broncos. They, and I think they, they lose to the Rams. Think, worst case scenario. I think they lose to the Broncos last nah, week this season. I don't like that. I think at that point... I refuse your opinion. I think at that point, whether the... Like the Broncos aren't going to be close to a playoff spot, but I I just don't see Russell Wilson getting worse. I think he's been getting better week to week to week to week. I think you're high. Well, no, the numbers say like he's been getting better. The numbers are a lot each and every week. You are a but follower, just mainstream media, and you're just like yeah, I think absolute worst case scenario. This won't get them into the playoffs, but I think absolute worst case scenario they finish nine and eight. Okay. Like that's absolute worst case scenario. Because like looking Interesting. at it, they have. I say they finish. Eight, I think they eight, think, nine. So the problem they have the too. Cardinals. They'll the beat Cardinals. the Cardinals. Cardinals are garbage. They'll beat the Raiders. They'll Ka- beat the Colts. Call of Duty is out. Kyler Murray's done. And then like it's 50-50 with the Rams. It's fifty Ram- fifty. Okay, the Rams are doo-doo. Yeah. If there's one team worse right now and underperforming more than the Chargers, it's the fucking Rams. They can if they can pull two of those fifty-fifty games out. They go eleven and six with. A team that's basically been injured the entire season. Yeah. But my thing is, is if they go 11 and 6 and the the Jets stay relatively where they are and the Dolphins stay relatively where they are and the Bengals continue to kind of get better, they're not going to be a playoff spot at the end of the year. Yeah. You're, rel- you're relying on other teams' performances, you which are. is never a good situation. I think I think that's kind of the situation that the Chargers that's are in right now. That's kind of the situation they are in, though. Is that they're that relying on themselves exactly as well as everyone else to fail. Yep. Moving on. The Seahawks. <laughs> Who the fuck saw the Seahawks? None of us. Being this good. Seahawks defeat the Cardinals. Um, the division leading after nine weeks, Seahawks. I... By, by two, two games. games. By two, two games. games. 
Kenneth Walker, in my opinion right now, is, yes, a fantasy league winner, but also rookie of the year for the offense. Like, this man has put this entire offense on his back as soon as Penny went down, and he's like, watch me lead you guys to the playoffs. Watch me make Geno Smith better, because as soon as I get the ball, I'm making a huge run, and people are worried about me, and not DK and Lockett. Kenneth Walker in his last five games uh, since becoming the starter in Seattle, 88 yards and a touchdown, 97 yards and a touchdown, 168 yards and two touchdowns, 51 yards and a touchdown, but he added like six catches and then against Arizona, 109 yards and two touchdowns. He is a touchdown machine. He is literally, he is so good. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Geno Smith is a fine game manager. Like you're not expecting Geno Smith to come out here and, and win you the game solely on his skill. But the thing is that the Seahawks have enough playmakers. You get them the ball in their hands, and something's going to happen. If they, they end, end up winning, winning uh, sorry, not winning. If they, they end, end up making the playoffs. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year? I think so. Yeah, we, absolutely. We, we, we wrote him off. Division and I, playoffs, he did I, not write that. He's got to be okay. I would argue Seahawks win that division and make the playoffs. Geno Smith for MVP. you gotta, you got to put him in the conversation. Jalen Hurts have to be in the conversation at yeah. this point. Him, Jalen Hurts, and uh, I still think... Um, what's his face? What is his face? Who's this face? Christian McCaffrey? Uh, while uh, he figures maybe, it out... Maybe I'm, not quite MVP now. I'm just going to say that... Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about comeback. Comeback. No, I'm talking about MVP now. Um, uh, there was a guy I had that was not a quarterback that I was like, this guy has to be in MVP conversation if they make the playoffs. So, my my thoughts right now... I'm, I'm going to let you kind of... Oh, That's Saquon. who it is. Yeah. Um, the opposite side of the MVP... I'm going to say the least valuable player. The LVP. Jonathan Taylor. Kyler Murray might be one of the biggest disappointments this season. And he's been bad. Would you agree? I mean, yeah, it doesn't help not having DeAndre Hopkins for seven weeks. I mean, he's got him now. He's got him now, and... I don't DeAndre know. Hopkins, since he has come back, not this has anything to do with DeAndre's Kyler been Murray, good. has been the best uh, fantasy receiver in three straight weeks. DeAndre Hopkins is arguably one of the best receivers in the league, uh, bar none. Not the best one of. Kyler Murray is not good. There is something going on there that I'm just like, I'm watching him play and I'm like, unless he's tossing it up as a Hail Mary to... Is this coaching again? Kyler, Cliff, Clint, yes, Cliff, Cliff is gone. Cliff needs to go. He's 66.7% completion, 2,168 yards, 12 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He's also been sacked 24 times, which is third most in the NFL. And, so and offensive this is, line's not great, clearly. This is also a guy who is fleet of foot. Also, the uh, sorry, the Cardinals' leading receiver is Zach Ertz. So figure that one out. In terms of but receptions, so, not yards. So again, that's what way. I mean. Like he has options. James Conner's no slouch. James Conner is a more than capable NFL yeah, running back. Not healthy. Rondale Moore's been good in the med- in, in the immediate routes. If you give Rondale Moore on a, Rondale, Rondale Moore on a slant, he's getting you 
the extra yak. Love a good yak. Um, Zach Ertz is also very good at tight end. Like he doesn't have a shitty roster for him to be as bad as he is. Yeah, no. It definitely comes down to coaching, coaching, and like whatever is going on in between his heads. The fact that they tried getting a clause into his contract saying that he has to review X amount of footage before games is telling of where his head's at, in my opinion. So for your guys' reference, he has relatively similar numbers this season to Marcus Mariota. That is not good. Yeah. So aside from the fact that Marcus Mariota has a better record. Mm. Go figure. Yeah. That division's also up for grabs. Um, Moving on to another doo-doo game. Doo doo. Lots of doo doo this week. The Rams and the Bucks. Tom Brady. That's that's Talk the about uh, snooze fest. That's, that's the. Uh, is this the corner? Is this the corner that the Bucks take? Is this the? Is this, is this the corner? Do you mean need? is this the corner that he takes to start riding the ship? Yeah. Not unless they figure out their offensive line. Is this the win they needed? See what know. they do in Germany in uh, almost tomorrow, almost yeah. twelve hours. Um, fuck, I don't know. I I know for a fact that Tom Brady is a better quarterback than he's shown. But I'm also wondering if age is starting to catch up. Father time is undefeated. Because he is looking like some of his throws are straight dirt. And some of them are completely off that I'm like, who are you fucking throwing it to? Right. So he is, he's, he's not writing the ship. But, but this, this could, could be the, the one, one that writes the ship, just because that like it was a big comeback win. Okay, so if this is the ship, if this is the episode, this is the ship. If, if this is the game this that is writes the ship. the ship for Tom Brady, is this the official resignation of the Super Bowl champs? Are they done? I don't. I don't think they make the playoffs. Or is <laughs> LA done? Yeah, they're not a playoff team. They're not making the playoffs. Not a chance. In so hell. they're done. Yeah. So we will be crowning a new champ this offseason. Or sorry, this one thousand percent. Okay, I'd be wildly surprised if we're I'm. Not. I'm not surprised. And that Super Bowl champion is going to be three and five. Right the now. Vikings. The Kansas City Chiefs. No. Boo. Yeah. Next game. I don't want this, it to be this. Okay, so this game, this Sunday nighter, completely went a different way than I thought. I saw it going. I saw Malik Willis was starting, and he was going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I was like, well. This is going to be absolute slaughterhouse. The Chiefs are going to have their way with them however they want it, through the air, through the ground, whatever they want to do. They're just going to toy with Tennessee. Tennessee was game. Tennessee was game up until it came down to crunch time. But because of Derrick Henry. Sure, but I mean, that's still, like... <laughs> Malik Willis, his last few games have been absolutely now, horrendous. Going into that game and knowing Malik Willis is going to be the starting quarterback, <laughs> you know what they're doing. You know that Derrick Henry is the one to stop, so stack the box. It didn't matter. Derrick Henry is like, fuck this. I'm going to do everything I can to win this game. Well, no, he's just that good. Yes. But then it came down to crunch time where he could not keep getting the ball and running. And then Malik Willis decided to go for a couple of jogs backwards and get sacked and lose yards. Yeah, you can tell he's, like, you can see when you're watching him that he's forcing things. 
Yeah. You can see his inexperience. Yep. There, you can definitely tell though, like he does have quality. Like he he looks like a good quarterback at times. He made a couple of really good throws that got dropped by his wide receivers, like longer throws, yeah. like thirty plus. Uh, but he's just tr- it's almost like he doesn't trust his arm and he's trying to force the run every single time, and that resulted in like. I don't know the exact number, but I, I saw at least time, three times he got sacked. Especially in the for, last drive. Yeah, for a big loss. That yeah. He was trying to force the run. Like, I'm sorry, at the end there, right. like, he got pushed back. He ran backwards. Yeah. You yeah. are in crunch time. You need to make the plays. Yep. But at, at the worst case scenario right now, if you hop the ball as far as you fucking can and it gets picked off, yep. end the game regardless. If you get sacked where you're getting sacked, end the game regardless. Yep. Huck downfield and hope for a miracle. Like, I don't know. He needs to learn to throw the ball away as well. That too. Like, he he would scramble, and then he would refuse to throw the ball away. You're outside of the, of the pocket. Like, just yeah. take the loss of down. Don't take the loss of down with the loss of yards. I don't know And he that, did that multiple times. So I don't know that he has a future in, in, in the NFL as a quarterback. I think he might be a very capable backup. I don't think he's a capable backup at all. You guys don't like him, eh? Well, I, I think I want to see more from him. I just if if I I'm a tight Lamar Jackson he, level qualities, he just doesn't. I, I think oh there's he throws better than I think Jackson. his legs are. So better. So you think he's a future uh, NFL MVP? I think he has the capability to be that good. Not a chance. I don't. I just don't think he. I don't think with this chance. current setup, no, no. no. I like I said, I don't want to write him off. It's one season. It's his rookie season. If he can get he better, completed five passes in two. In sorry, ten passes in two games. Okay, but but to that point. Justin Fields this season Lamar Jackson wasn't that bad in his first two games. Lamar Jackson has games like that still. But not in his first two games. When you have these kind of quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, I don't think has ever completed five passes. Two interjectors. Justin Fields. Please do. Because I don't think he's ever had a game where he's completed only five passes. Justin Fields this season to start was that bad. And he's progressed. So like I don't know if it's a matter of getting comfortable in the NFL and in whatever system he's in. I don't want to write him off just yet after two games. I'm going to say I'm not confident. But like oh, I'm ready to some skills yeah. are there. I'm Vrabel, I'm ready to move for, on. For reference, I'm not saying he is going to be a Lamar Jackson. I'm saying he has qualities he has, like he has a Lamar a, yeah, Jackson. I know what you're saying. Act. I don't know if he's at that same level. He's, he's just as fast. He's just as good as creating things with his legs. He just needs to... like. You could see there was some quality there in terms of throwing. I think in terms of the long ball, he has a better arm than Lamar Jackson. It's just this like, he's got to he's got to get smarter with I his decisions. Disagree with this that. past week, Lamar Jackson wasn't great at throwing the ball either. I think he did like yeah, he hasn't been great throwing the ball for most of his career. Like this week, he wasn't great. I don't even like what There's did he throw wrong with that? Like that's the style of quarterback. I mean, Justin, Justin Fields, Fields isn't great at throwing the ball either, but yeah, when you rush. rush for a NFL fucking record 178 yards. So for your helps. reference, Lamar Jackson had nine completions in a game uh this year. That's almost double five. Not almost. double five. It's almost Math. double five. I said it's almost double five. <laughs> uh and even see. even in that in week nine Monday nighter, Lamar Jackson completed twelve passes for 133 yards. Like that's that's not great. They still won the game. He had less than five once last year, but he was four for four. So that Um, that doesn't really count. Jesus, so he had a four for four game. Yes, he was. How many rushing yards did he have in that game? uh, (laughs) Three three million. That's what I mean. So that's where I I think 
Malik Willis has a long way to go. I'm not ready to say he's the future of Tennessee. Oh, no. no. But I think you get used to the NFL no, and you get not. used to kind of the nuances of what defenses are going to throw at you in schemes and such. I must have so. left this game earlier or something like that. I don't re- recall this game specifically, but... Oh, I think this is the one he got injured in. He was 4 for 4 for 17 yards uh, and had two carries for five yards that game against Cleveland where they lost by two. There's no way that's an entire game. No, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no chance. Well, that was week nine, folks. That was week nine. What do we do? Because we're over time, but there's still things. You tell me. Week 10 predictions, or I have a very interesting post uh, from NHL that is stating the current um, odds uh, in the NHL for all major awards. Do that. Okay. We're going to go through this really quick. Currently, according to NHL.com, the uh, top five odds for all major awards, starting with the Hart Trophy. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Carter Hart, number one. Vesna? Connor McDavid, number two. This is Hart. Oh, Hart. Eric Carlson, number three. David Pasternak, number four. Jesper Bratt, number five. Uh, this is just like based off current performance. Yeah. Current uh, Vesna Trophy rankings uh sorry like, like rankings and like odds to win the the trophy is this like nhl odds uh from vegas yeah okay yeah okay uh number one for vesna carter hart number two connor hellebuck number three jake ottinger number four Ilya sorokin number five ville huso i don't like those for the norris trophy Number one, Eric Carlson. Number two, Ross Mustaline. Number three, Kale McCarr. Number four, Hampus Lindholm. Number five, Miro Haskinen. For the Calder Trophy, number one, Matty Beneers. Number two, Shane Pinto. Number three, Logan Thompson. Number four, Stuart Skinner. Number five, Owen Power. For the Selkie, number one, Logan Couture by like a very large margin. Uh, number two, Jack Eichel. Number three, Gabriel Velarde. If you have not picked up Gabriel Velarde in fantasy, do it now. Potential league winner for you. Number four, Patrice Bergeron. Number five, Alexander Barkov. For the Jack Adams head coach, number one, Bruce Cassidy. Two, Jim Montgomery. Three, Peter DeBoer. Four, Lindy Ruff. Five, Rod Brindamore. I'm actually surprised that Tortorella is not in that name that list right now with how Philadelphia is playing. I agree. Like, I don't, I don't think this is sustainable. I don't think Philadelphia is going to finish yeah. the rest of the season like they've been playing, but with how they've played so far, they're wildly exceeding expectations to start the season, so I'm surprised he's not in there. Yeah, yeah. and the current top five uh, uh, odds to get Connor Bedard. Number one, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Number two, the Sharks. Number three, the Ducks. Number four, the Casucks and number five, the Arizona Coyotes. Canucks aren't even top to get the guy. Like, fuck. Well, they're not the worst in the league. Well, you know, I feel like they're playing the worst. They also don't have an injury list that's longer than most people's grocery list. Like that's the, right. the Blue Jackets. Honestly, the one that surprises me the most is is Carter Hart. Like he's been good. He's not been that good. He he's looked, not he been Hart Trophy good, but like he's not fucking Connor McDavid. He looked bad 
against the Blue Jackets. So, so I went for McDavid. That is scoring like the third least goals in the league right now. He looked bad. I went for a quick tinkle, and I don't know if you guys touched on it. We but, touched your um, tinkle. We touched. Nick was Nick. Nick was saying that Tortorella has a habit of turning franchises around. Like, did you yeah. you talk about that? He did not say I that. Didn't, while I you said were it, in the I bathroom. said it in past episodes. He's he's never the coach. Well, I shouldn't say never because he won a Stanley Cup with the Lightning, but that yeah. team was phenomenal. He's never the coach that's going to take your organization from that cup, bottom, that goal's bottom in. feeder to Stanley Cup. He's one of those coaches that's going to take bottom feeder to make them into a playoff team. Yeah. And then from there, you have to build with someone else, unfortunately. Do you think the Flyers are a playoff team this year? No. <sighs> this year, no. If they stick with him long term, I think he, in, in two or three years, I think he can turn them into a playoff team. It's exactly what he did with Blue, the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets were yeah. absolutely. Hot garbage when he took over. Hot garbage. Like they, they, they Hotter were, than they are now? Hotter garbage than, yes, they than now? Yes, they, they were 08 no that year when he took over. That's not good. And they, fin- they finished. <laughs> for, for those of you, for, for of you listening, that is yeah, not a winning that's record. That's the worst start in the NHL modern era. Okay. Um, and they fired Todd Richards because of it, and he took over, and they I think they finished with 35 wins, 34 wins that year, which is still not good, but when you start 08 no. Very good. And then within two years, they made the playoffs. So I think he can do the same thing with Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia has better tools right now than the Blue Jackets had when they went 08 now. Interesting. By a long shot. I don't know. One more thing. Circling back to this uh, Malik Willis, Lamar Jackson thing. I mean, oh, Lamar God. Jackson in his rookie year only completed 58.2% of his passes. Yeah, he was bad his rookie year. So that's why like, I'm not so quick to write off Willis is not being. I'm not either yet, but I am. Um, Willis has to, to be under to that right now. What's that? Has to be under 58 percent right now. And I don't know. I'm sure he is. He hasn't. I mean, he's only played two games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to hockey. Do you want me to say it? Chances. Yeah. Do you want me to say it? No, I don't. Sample size. No. Sample size. Fucking sample it's, size. It's like speaking dirty in this yeah. podcast. Ugh. Um, what are the chances Bruce Boudreaux finishes the season as a Canucks coach? One hundred percent. You think, think he does? Yep. Yeah, they they've come out. Uh, I think it was Elliot Friedman reported this two weeks ago, week about, and a half ago. About having Green on the payroll for two point five. No, it was uh, like ownership and, and upper management basically said like if anything's going to change in the Canucks organization, it's going to be the players. It's not going to be the coach because this same playing staff has been under three coaches now, yep. and they have not done anything. So it's obviously not coaches. Obviously, not systems because all three of the coaches they've been under are all different. Yep. So, like, you can't keep just blaming coaches and moving on. Like, there's got to be a problem with your playing staff. I'm, I'm completely yeah. with you there. I don't think it's Bruce. Bruce took the team last year and went on that streak. Bruce, there it is. And it's basically, basically the same. It isn't. It is the same, same team, team, but you added McCabe, which is a lot of speed, and you added. Kuzmenko, who's been great. On the offensive side, you've added a lot of different pieces, yes. However, I think you've added a lot, like you've kept a lot of redundant pieces. Pearson's awful. And out for... And out for the next forever, I hope. Four to, um, four to six months, I thought it was. Or is it four to six weeks? Besser, as much as this... surgery. This... Fan base loves Besser. Besser. Say it with me, folks, just like Zach Wierenski. Overrated. Yes, I think he needs Can to we be even moved. Call someone that's injured for the rest of the year overrated. Yes, yes. Besser Absolutely. needs to be also, moved. Also, he plays in Columbus. That, that 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 word doesn't qualify. 
Um, Ever. Besser needs to get moved because him and Pearson are very similar skill sets. Uh, so does Besser JT being Miller. a better. I don't see JT Miller. I disagree with. Hmm. I think JT Miller is fine. I think right now what he's doing is yeah, he's, he's trying, trying to. Worth amount of money he has not out. been good. He has he's not been good. He's a point per game player. Most of it's coming off of the man advantage, though. That's still a point it's per not, game. It's not even strength. How many turnovers of have of his have so that goals so that's that's well. the point i was trying to get to is i think that a lot of the giveaways he's making right now are from him trying to force something that's not there like this man in my opinion is one of those guys that wants to, to win jt miller and something yeah. that's not there wants to win so fucking bad and he's shoehorning himself into plays that are like like the play against uh yeah, so trade him to a contender nobody's gonna give you anything for him now like he's a point per game, but he's making eight million and he's making mistakes. Like I, I, last year he wasn't this bad. A, a team, team that's in a playoff spot at the trade deadline will will give away a decent amount for a player like that in the playoffs. I, so last year I was a huge fan of Miller because Miller was the guy that would force you into games because he's playing for a contract and now he's got it and he's like me. I still think he's good. I think he's an idiot, but I think he's good. They've got five guys floating around a point per game right now. Look, Look at how, how good, good Bo Horvat's been. been. He's playing for a contract. I think Bo needs to go. Bo Horvat, 12 goals, 4 assists, 16 points in 14 games. I mean, Bo will give you the best return right now. Currently. I do want to touch on, you said that Elias Peterson is not elite. Or not a best player. 18 points in 14 games. He is playing his ass off right now, and he's probably the best player. I think think it was more of a systems thing Hmm. under Green. I think it was more of an injury thing. I don't I think mean, he's been fully healthy help. for a while. And, like, you see some of the plays he's making. He's a freak. Green's offensive systems were awful. Lackluster. Yeah. Like, the goal he had against uh, the Ducks. Kuzmenko puts it in tight, and he pulls it back far enough from the goalie and just, like, risks it over his pad. Like, we're, we're looking at some skill there. He just needs more, t- like, more playmaking around him. Yep. More finishing around him. Him and Kuzmenko are getting some chemistry, though. And the Canucks are going to have to pay Kuzmenko. I would rather keep Kuzmenko than Bo, currently. Hmm. Or if Forbes, you, Forbes would t- say different. He wants to get rid of Miller. Or if you can get rid of Besser and Pearson. I don't, keep, th- I don't think you're moving Pearson. I don't think anyone wants to get If you can find a way to get rid of Pearson... <laughs> and and Brock Besser. There are ways. It's just you, not going to be easy. You uh, yeah. you find the room, the cap room, to make the offer to to Kuzmenko because at, at, I think at he's just Besser scratching the surface. for six million or JT Miller for seven for the next seven years. I'd rather have JT Miller. I think JT Miller makes more of a difference to your offer. Like you can see it now. Like I've barely noticed Brock when he's out there. He's got six points. Would you have known that? Guy looks off, awful and slow. What I would propose to do, and like this could just be like a, a change of scenery trade, because contract wise it's pretty similar, is I would do a Brock Besser for Matt Dumba. Hmm. You send Brock home to Minnesota. Would they do that though? Matt Dumba has not been good. Then why do you want him? A right-handed defenseman who's better than than half the guys we have, at the same Argu- cap hit. Arguably all of them. Yeah. Right, like Matt Dumba is is. I mean, granted, Minnesota is hot trash right now too. Yeah. So you're looking at a guy that might need a change of scenery. He might come in here and be like, "Hey, like, I'm pretty decent at what I do. 
I challenge you to. Do you have NHL 23? No. Do you have 22? No. Does any does anyone? Twenty one. Okay, for fuck's sake, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, NHL twenty three. I'm gonna start a franchise mode with the Vancouver Canucks, and my first trade is gonna be a one for one Besser for Dumba and see what happens. I think that is. I think that is a definition of a hockey trade. Yeah. You're sending two struggling players to teams that need exactly what they're trading for. But everyone knows that what happened, like the trades you try and make in NHL twenty three, do not work. It's the trades they made in the real no. life. I remember trying to trade, uh, trying to do the um, the Kachuk and Huberto trade oh, yeah. in NHL 23. Hard no. Oh, God, no. Did not work. Mm. On the Calgary side? Well, I was Calgary yeah, yeah, yeah. trading. Like, okay. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I honestly, and I've, I've thought about this, looking at the contracts, I'm thinking a Dumba for Besser deal would be best for both sides. You get a defenseman who's, I don't know, Dumbas 28? Brock's 27? Well, call up uh, whatever the fuck the guy's name Alvin. is. Alvin. Alvin, and say, hey, I got an idea for you, Alvin. I think he listens to this podcast. Probably. So he's probably listening right now. We're, we are famous. We Except, went over this early. I don't know if anyone's listening anymore because we're almost at an hour and a half. All right. Yeah. I, I do have one more thing. It's Holy very, very quick, fuck. Very quick. I just want to take a shot at both a brewery oh. and wow. Canucks. I like uh, both of these things. Yeah, uh, please take shots. I at the went to take a look at points for the Canucks in the official quote unquote craft beer. So get out of here with that bullshit. Uh, of the Canucks is Stanley Park. You're owned by Anheuser Busch. You're not craft beer. Blank. Would you get say that that, that is Bush League? Yes, that is Bush League. That is our official beer. Official craft beer of the Can- uh, Canucks. I will challenge Stanley you. Park Brewing. Um, You're owned. Uh, sorry, they're owned by. Labatt's, which is Molson. I don't fucking yes. know. Big beer. It's not craft. Craft sector of that. Uh, yeah, you can only find Stanley Park at Rogers. Yeah. It's annoying. That's that's a lie. I found others. I just like saw what? that and... Huh? Like what? I got heated. Oh, and I got a bunch of other ones. If you go to the 320 section, there's a bar there that has like a shit they ton of craft. Talisman. Strange fellows, which they is do a solid pale ale. They, uh, they have had dinosaurs. Side. Like three twenty upstairs. Yeah, yeah. They typically there's also one if you go all the way around the the other side where like they have like carve or whatever the hell. Yeah. It's called, okay. Well, the seafood place. Us not poor folk <laughs> go on the one hundred level, and there's uh, nothing but Stanley Park. Well, that's because you're. No, you're, this is the main level I'm talking about. Like the first level. I'm talking level, about three twenty. I'm talking about the first level. If you go all the way around to the other end where like carve and the seafood places, there's craft beer bar. I don't venture into those regions. Well, I, well, see, I, go I go over there because I don't want to drink Stanley Park. Exactly. Good to there's know. Parkside. There's sometimes there's Yellow Dog. There's Talisman from Strange Fellows. Like they rotate through some other stuff. They were like Main Street for a while. So actual craft options, not craft quote unquote air quotes options like Stanley Park. There you go. So you could tell. I now you I know. Mean, I mean, I'm kind of heated. Like, Stanley Park system. Can, what makes you more heated? Stanley Park being called craft beer or Zach Wierenski being overrated? Stanley Park being called craft beer. That, that makes, makes you more heated. By a lot, actually. Wow. I can deal with it because, like, no Blue Jacket is overrated. It's a, they're a Blue Jacket. How can you be overrated as a they're Blue a BJ. Jacket? Well, because when you're trying to say he's elite and he's not. I mean, that's not overrating him. That's just rating him appropriately. No, that's overrating him. And also, I am one person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is episode 17. 
Yeah. All crazy to the dog. 17 out. episodes in. Just keep listening, folks. Yep. Sports are fun. Beer is good. Ciao, baby girl. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>